Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the 16th episode of the Resistance Podcast. I am co-host Joe Gallagher here with David Gordon. How are you doing, David? Doing well, Joe. How are you doing rolling into this Thanksgiving weekend? I'm doing really well. It's nice to have had a couple of days off. And episode 16, that marks roughly four, three months, three months of the Resistance Podcast. So thanks to everybody that has been tuning in. A couple of quick administrative notes before we uh, jump into today's topic. Everyone, our Twitter handles are in the bio, the description of the videos. Be sure to give us a follow. We'll follow you back. Subscribe to Church Militant's YouTube channel. Give this video a like and be sure to share it with anybody you think would benefit from hearing what we have to say. Also within the show notes is a link to sign up for the resistance. It's kind of funny. We've been talking about how important it is to act and how this is in relation to church militants grassroots operation but we haven't been offering the link so that is my mistake and that is now in the show notes so be sure to sign up and mark which diocese you are in and we will get you moving in the right direction you all are our boots on the ground and we need to swell our ranks so we can make a big difference um, in changing the culture of america the West and the church. So guys, come on. It's not time to sit on the sidelines. It's time to get into the fight. So join the resistance. Yeah, absolutely. So this week, it's a little bit shorter of an episode. We're changing gears a little bit and we're going to take a step away from the politics and what has been happening with the election as important as it is. And we're just going to shift our gaze to something a little bit more theological because at the end of the day, the mission at its core is to save souls, to preach the truth so that everybody we know can have a chance at salvation. So with that, David, this week, Christmas, holidays, what's going on? We're back to the Christmas wars and they're important battles to fight as we fight for the soul of the West in general. Obviously, holiday celebrations mark the kind of spirit of a country and the spirit of a people. So it follows that if we're going to fight the secular Marxist spirit, we have to engage in the Christmas wars, which is actually one of the leading fronts of the left's attack on Christianity. Every religion in the world has customs, has celebrations, has rituals. And if you're going to attack a religion, you have to attack those rituals, which is why you see the all-out assault on Christmas rolled out each and every year. So with that, I, I want to dive into this a little bit because our national holidays are an important reflection of our national identity. Our religious holidays are an important marker of our religious identity. So in the war between uh, traditional America and Marxist America, it stands to reason that many of the battles are going to revolve around our identity as marked by our holidays. So that said, let me make explicit the point. America has essentially split into two different nations. Traditional America, which honors our founding fathers, our national heritage, liberty, and the Christian religion, valuing truth, goodness, and beauty as the body politic looks forward to true euphoria in the beatific vision. It values virtue and self-sacrifice. And then there's Marxist America, which is a self-hating America, a collectivist nation, a state that disdains individual liberties and wants to yield them to big brother, to an all-encompassing state 
It is an America that has forsaken religion, that loathes God and virtue and truth and beauty. It's an America that has embraced the spirit of the world, fornication, abortion, moral licentiousness, hedonism, and self-indulgence. So it stands to reason that we now celebrate two different winter holidays, since holidays are a reflection of collective values. We, after all, choose to celebrate that which we reverence. Traditional America, Christian America, still celebrates Christmas, the feast of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. We see the Christmas season, Advent, not only as a recollection of the beginning of the redemption of the world, but as a reminder that Christ will come again to consummate his victory on Calvary and separate the faithful from the wicked once and for all, to fully restore creation, even elevating it above its pristine pre-fall state. On the other hand, the Marxists and their secular, useful idiot lackeys disdain Christmas because they hate Christ and they hate truth. So they celebrate a banal, novel winter feast, and this they call Holiday, which has a capital H. It sounds generic, like they're just referring to Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah all rolled into one so as to avoid giving offense to the extreme minority of Jewish people who would recoil at hearing believers who make up the majority of America greet one another with Merry Christmas. But that's not the case. That's not what it's about. Holiday has become its own standalone feast. You hear it all over in the commercials put out this time of year by the soulless miscreants in big corporate marketing departments. This holiday, yada, yada, yada. Which holiday? Easter? Are they talking about Valentine's Day? They're talking about um, Christmas, New Year's. Which holiday? Holiday is a genus. It, it is a descriptor that applies to many different particular events. So to use holiday as a singular in the sense that they're doing shows that they're celebrating it as its own discrete standalone entity. And that makes it a proper noun, a holiday with a capital H. So holiday is obviously a discrete entity in the minds of the liberal godless Wharton grads that dominate the thinking of the corporate elite. It's a marker of just how profound and stark the differences are between Christians and the traditional American and the new breed of American, the godless Marxist heathen who's champing at the bit to undermine the fabric of our country, to undermine the fabric of our heritage, to undermine the West and to undermine the church. And this comes to a head, like I said, in many of the battles that we're having over traditional American and Christian holidays. There's been a war put out on Columbus Day. There's been a war put out on Christmas. There's a war declared on Easter because these things mark us off as traditional Christian Americans. So what are the characteristics of Christmas versus those of holiday? And Joe, I've got a few here, and I wonder if you might speak to what you've noticed some of the characteristics are, um, these identifying markers of the true winter holiday, which is Christmas, and this false, spurious winter holiday, which is holiday, the pagan winter feast. So I've got a few here. I would say Christmas is overtly Christian. It's about celebrating the birth of Christ the King. All of its symbols in some way relate back to his redemptive mission in the new life of the world. 
you've got the circular evergreen wreath, which is something, you know, circles have no beginning and no end. So they show eternal life. And the fact that they're made of evergreens, again, a symbol of eternal life, even in um, a time of winter, a time of nature pointing to death, which of course, before Christ, all man had to look forward to was death. Obviously, Christ gives us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. He opens wide the gates to heaven for the faithful. So now that he is here, we can again look forward to life anew in spring, which is why Easter is fittingly celebrated in spring. And Christ truly did rise from the dead in spring. So all of the Christian symbols relate back to Christ's redemptive mission. The secular symbols of holiday all are just kind of a pan nature celebration. We talk about snowflakes and the mountains and the outdoors and even big red bows, things that are utterly devoid of a deeper Christian meaning. They're they're celebrations of the winter, of drinking hot chocolate and tea and coziness and storing up goods to make it through the winter. Those are the secular markers of, quote, holiday versus the Christian markers of Christmas. Holiday is about celebrating all of mankind's ersatz, ephemeral substitutes for religion, community, family, togetherness, the winter solstice, and material goods. Christmas is about giving in a spirit of celebration and self-donation aimed at glorifying the newborn Savior. Holiday, however, is about receiving. It's about corporate America getting in the black, e.g. Black Friday, by earning enough profits to cover earlier season deficits. So they peddle their stupid wares to gluttons who, in their covetous spirit, use the winter holiday as a reason to spend excessive amounts of money on indulging and hoarding things that they don't need that will ultimately turn to dust. Christmas is about God. Holiday is about man. At Christmas, the faithful give presents as a mere supplement for the core celebration of Christ. At holiday, presents are the foundation of the celebration. What do you think, Joe? Holiday, as you have coined it, Dave. It's a really nice way of putting it. Holiday, capital H, singular. It revolves around man and pleasure. And obviously, when it comes to feasts and solemnities, uh, such as Christmas being solemnity, the, the highest ranking ecclesial celebration within the liturgical calendar, uh, it, it does require a celebration. But with, when you see a holiday season in preparation too, it's all about, like you were saying with pan nature, comfort, the snowflakes, bundling up with a nice uh, warm hot chocolate. It's all about leisure. Getting, I guess, cars for presents. You see the commercials yeah. with the uh, spoiled woman getting a car wrapped in a big red bow, like a Mercedes from, I guess, her live-in boyfriend of like seven to eight years. I don't even want to assume it's a husband. Um, but that that's but the, the ring kind is of, coming, quote unquote. What's that? But the ring is coming. Or they just don't believe in marriage, as, as they all say. Well, they're engaged to be engaged, Joe. And then they're going to have a huge wedding with 700 people at some exotic destination. (laughs) Well, you know, they have to, well, before they get married, they have to live together to make sure that they're compatible. (laughs) 
Right. Try before you buy, as they say. Oh, and then, um, and they're of course going to get the opulent and the luxuriant presence in addition to expecting people to come to their destination wedding in Tahiti. And they won't give those back after the divorce in three years. But, you know, looking at the Catholic understanding of heading towards that solemnity of Christmas, the birth of Christ, it is not about leisure. It is not obligatory to uh, follow this tradition, but going back to, I want to say, the 5th century, Advent operates as a mini Lent. It is not a time of cuddling up to the fire in a blanket with a hot cocoa. In fact, it's a time of penance and fasting and preparing oneself for the celebration. And that is something that I think is beginning to be really lost within the Catholic tradition in America, at least, is that we are no longer preparing ourselves for the coming of the king by reparation. We are preparing for the coming of the king by not preparing at all. We're just, we just talk about it. We go to mass once a week and we have begun our preparations by embracing the practices of, as you've again said, Dave, holiday, capital H. Right. Uh, During a holiday, you never think about your own mortality. You distract yourself from thinking about the things that matter, about thinking about soteriology, the study of salvation and eschatology, the four last things. And you really just think about what kind of overpriced crap you're going to get from your loved ones and that you're going to give to your loved ones. It's lost its religious meaning. Advent is a time of preparation of the self for the second coming of Christ. And of course, we're told that you're a fool. First coming if you, of Christ. What's that? It's, it, Advent's the first coming of Christ, isn't it? But it's both. Oh. During Advent, we're preparing ourselves for the second coming of Christ, in addition to celebrating the first coming of Christ. So we're supposed to be recalling our death in judgment during Advent. So we're not like the foolish members of the wedding party who, while the bridegroom is away, let their candles go out. You know, that's a good segue from uh, the end of the liturgical calendar with Christ the King, which, of course, as you know, is also in preparation of the second coming. Uh, Another point that I wanted to bring up is uh, the classic issue, the classic contention one has with holiday. And that is when you walk into a store or you see the advertisement on the bus, it rarely says Merry Christmas anymore. It just says Happy Holidays. And that's, uh, it's truly reminiscent without me having to sound like a tinfoil hat wearing lunatic. That is the beginnings of why we have the 12 Days of Christmas song. A little background on that for anybody that might not know. The 12 Days of Christmas is inherently Catholic. It was designed for by English Catholics for English Catholics as a catechesis tool when it was illegal to practice the Catholic faith openly uh, when Ang- the Church of England was, uh, was the reigning religion. Every day of the song has is symbolic of a foundational teaching of the Catholic Church. For example, uh, off the top of my head, let's see how good my memory is. Obviously, the first is the partridge in the pear tree, which is the uh, Our Lord in the womb of Our Lady. The second day is the New and Old Testaments. The third day is the Holy Trinity. The fourth is the four Gospels. 
And then after that, you're going to have to start Googling. But uh, <laughs> um, well, it's important, Joe. There's also 12 days of Christmas. Yeah. So the people who throw out their Christmas tree on the 26th, that's actually very un-Catholic. The Feast of Christmas lasts for 12 days. So after December, so after December 25th, the, the holiday is not over. The feast is not over. It's just begun, as they say. Yeah, it's so heartbreaking to see people taking down their lights on the 26th. I think that that's the biggest effect that holiday has had on us is it has limited and pulled away. It's completely stripped our our solemnity our time to rejoice down to one day it has brought it to the bare bones similar to what's going on in our churches you know they took down all of the beautiful artwork the stained glass windows they butchered the altars and everything now it's just all bland and blocky and you're supposed to be in and out and they're doing the same thing with our beautiful christmas season and one thing just a sidebar i challenge anybody to find another religion that is as rich in remembering its past and its traditions as the Catholic faith. Well, so that's another marker of Christmas versus holiday. Holiday lasts one day. It's a neo-pagan winter celebration. Christmas lasts for 12 days. So you can always, uh, so you can always tell adherence to the new neo-pagan secular religion because they're going to take down, strip all of the decorations and um, Christmas time spirit from their house after the first day, whereas Christians are going to leave their tree up, leave their lights up for the 12 days that are preceding the 25th. I want to talk real quick to something we've been ringing the bell on for a, a while now. It's really one of the fundamental core aspects of the resistance, which is, well, resisting, pushing back. People should really not be afraid to, when you hear happy holidays, don't say you too. Say Merry Christmas. Say this is the, the, the whole reason we're celebrating this is because of uh, the Christmas season. So often I'll talk with friends of like, man, I hate hearing people say happy holiday, but then I just feel weird as if I responded with Merry Christmas back because I don't want to sound too aggressive or I don't want to, you know, I just, I feel uncomfortable doing that. As small as it sounds, I mean, that is a little kernel of truth that you can just be planting in somebody's mind that, no, it's not real. What is this, Kwanzaa? No, it's Christmas. This is the time right, our exactly. Savior was born. Exactly. And Christ says it himself. He says it best. If you're ashamed of him in this life, then he's going to be ashamed of you at your judgment. Be proud to be a Christian and be a culture warrior. Stand out there and fight the fight. One way to help take the culture back is to uphold the traditions that are the backbone of the culture. Christmas is foundational to Western culture because Western culture is built on Christ. So when you hear someone bastardizing the holiday and trying to undermine the holiday, whether they're a useful idiot who's just doing what they've heard other people doing, or whether they're one of the liberal ideologues who is actively trying to undermine Christmas by uh, divorcing the winter holidays from the Christian spirit, what you need to say to them is a big, fat, sloppy, Merry Christmas. And that's the call to action for this week. When you get greeted or sent off with a happy holidays this year, give a nice, big, jolly Merry Christmas back and smile as you're doing it. Absolutely, and make sure that they know the Savior has been born. So everyone, the call to action, super easy. Anybody says happy holidays, happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving back, and merry, merry, merry Christmas as we await the Savior. Be sure to tune in 
to episode 17 of the Resistance Podcast next week. Be sure again to give us a follow on Twitter, subscribe to Church Militant, share the video, give it a like, and join the Resistance. We have many, many big plans in store for the coming year. Thanks Happy so Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. God bless.